Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the second annual startup census. And the first thing that we found out, which is exactly what we thought, is that the vast majority of startups in the region, they're actually not focused on the government. You can't get directly into the government when you're starting up. They want a track record. And we learned about what they're actually focusing on. If you want to fix a problem, you first have to understand what's going on. Fosterly is a community organization that's taken the time to actually figure out what we do well and what we don't do well here in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Adam Zuckerman is the founder of Fosterly. He's joining us to talk about their upcoming census. Adam, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Well, Fosterly is an organization that promotes economic development and entrepreneurship here. This is your second census of the entrepreneurial community. What did you learn the first time around that you thought was particularly important? Yeah, there, there's a lot going on, and a lot of people think that D.C. is just a government town, and startups are here to service the government, and the reality is that's not true. People would come to us and say, what's the entrepreneurial makeup of the community? And the reality was we didn't have stats. And last year, we created the first startup census, the Fosterly Census, to find out that information that when people came to us and asked questions, what is XYZ, we could give them answers. And the first thing that we found out, which is exactly what we thought, is that the vast majority of startups in the region, they're actually not focused on the government. You can't get directly into the government when you're starting up. They want a track record. And we learned about what they're actually focusing on. So what do they focus on here in town? Uh, well, we've got a lot of niches. So if you look at hospitality, we we have ecosystems that surround the big big entities like Marriott and Hilton and Sodexo. There's a lot of food startups. A lot of people think that we are now the the hotbed in the country for fast casual. And it's not only the Cava's and the end pizzas that are, are here, but it's also the incubators and the accelerators that are specifically dedicated to food. So you've got Union Kitchen in Northeast, in Bethesda, because this really is an endeavor for all of DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, the, there's one called Bethesda Green that's starting up. And what we're finding is that DC is a lot more robust and a lot more interesting than, than people might originally have thought. So hospitality and food, where mm -hmm. else are you seeing uh, cyber activity? Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity sure. is obviously big. Uh, you can look at what Tandem NSI did over the last year, bringing people together there. Uh, data analytics is very big, enterprise support. Uh, you can go to the website, Fosterly Plug, which is fosterly.com slash uh, hashtag census. It'll take you directly down. And you can download the free 75-page report from last year that'll give you a, a bunch of different insights. So, of course, they can download the report. Mm -hmm. But I assume that one of the things we're doing today as we talk, is this a call to action? What do you want people to do for the upcoming census? Yeah, it's a great question. So it's a free census. We streamlined it. We worked with partners like Virginia Tech uh, to make the academic rigor and the scientific rigor of the questions a little bit more robust and also simplify the process for everybody. Uh, we went to a new system where you can start and complete your census at a later point in time. And what that's doing is the, the responses that we're getting are more informative. We've included open-ended questions at the end, whereas everything that people submit is aggregated and anonymized. So we can't say this specific company in public is doing XYZ without their permission, which, which we don't want to do. Uh, we do have one section where it's give your feedback, and we'll pass it along to the local economic development agencies, the jurisdictions that we're working with, which there's many, in a non-anonymized fashion. And the feedback that we're getting, and we're not going to release it right now, uh, we have about 40% of the responses from last year already came in in the first two days, which is great. But it, it'll be fun to pass along specific requests of this is a challenge that I have. This is an economic in endeavor or an economic incentive that I'm hoping to get. I need more, more of this to help my company grow a little bit faster. Another thing that you've done at Fosterly is the intern match, you yeah. know, helping people find uh, internships. What's your perception of 
the level of connection between our educational institutions, startups, and larger companies when it comes around entrepreneurship and tech jobs generally? I think that there are unbelievable programs in the region, whether you look at what Mason's doing in Virginia Tech or Dingman Center at Maryland, Georgetown, AU, the, everybody's trying to do things together, and, and there's a collaborative instance of it. The challenge is, though, we need that virtuous cycle where the students are leaving the universities, actually staying in the region, and the schools need to work closely or more closely with the startups and the companies in the region to figure out what their needs are so they can tailor the education for the students to what's going in. One of the things that we have in the census is what are your needs? Where do you expect to hire? What specific verticals? What specific job roles? And from that, we can pass that information back to the schools and say, here you go. This is what your students should be learning. However, the really interesting thing that we're doing is we don't believe that data for data's sake is a good thing. It needs to be able to be put to work and, and actionable. So we have the intern match that happens in spring 2018 that's powered by the data that we get for the census. It's gender and race blind on the initial match, which we thought is a great idea and people loved it. And it lets students from the local universities that participate to get in touch with the startups that are hiring so we can put them to work and and see how things grow. What you described, it is a big problem. You know, ironically enough, this community produces more cybersecurity and mm -hmm. high-tech experts than anywhere in the country, yeah. and yet we have twenty to 30,000 available jobs right now that aren't being filled, mm -hmm. and Silicon Valley takes more of our people mm -hmm. than we take from anywhere in the country. We're a net exporter of talent. Yeah, This is a big problem. You talked about matching. Something you didn't talk about yet, but I hear, is there's not enough capital, not enough mm -hmm. risk capital, but yet your pattern and your data shows there's enormous amount of entrepreneurship and new companies. So how do I make those two work together? So oftentimes people say that we need more capital in the region. And in my, my two senses, I agree with that. More capital is only going to help, but good ideas will be funded. You just have to work a little bit harder. Your terms might not be as, as favorable as, as you might want. Talent and leaving is not necessarily the same equivalency as the funding issue in the region. I think they're connected. Uh, people certainly go to where people can hire them and funding can help that. But the, the reality is, is that there aren't enough people being trained to fill the jobs internationally. The, if you look at AI and machine learning, there's really only 50,000 people in the world that are educated and have the background necessary for those fields and they get snapped up at unbelievably fast rates by by companies that have financial resources to hire them. We need to figure out a way if we can't get those companies to open and start here to at least open branches here. And, and that's one of the things that we're trying to identify. It would sound to me that one of the big things here is we need to get companies to start hiring on the basis of skill, not on the basis of uh, accreditation. Certainly. Um, I think that that is a larger question in the education system in the country of do we need degrees? What's your competency as opposed to your your pedigree? That's one of the things that we're trying to do. So the the intern match, we strip away the name of the person. We strip away uh, their social media feed so you can't look at them. And the way you evaluate is on their grades and on their portfolio that they present you with. And from that, then we do a double-blind match where the company reaches out to the student. The student then replies if they want to speak with the company. And then, obviously, when you get to face-to-face -to -face or you start researching, then you know who that person is. But the, the way that we're approaching it is let people talk on your merits as opposed to where you're from, and hopefully that lets people elevate and get more opportunity. Well, Adam, as always, it's great to talk with you about Fosterly. It's a great resource. And folks, if you're interested in the tech community and you have something to contribute, please do participate in the Fosterly Census. And thanks for joining us. Love to be here.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>